FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 160 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. One snicks deep. One snicks deep. I sound uh. like Kermit the Frog. Like Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Um, yes, so we're your two under the weather hosts, Jason and Denise Venable. Hey, but we're still giving the podcast love. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Even though we both feel kind of bad and probably don't sound that great. Um, you sound better than I do. Uh, yeah, well. Anyway, <laughs> it's time for our uh, year-end episode. We're going to wrap 2015 up in a little bow. A little late, but, um, you know, hey, hey holidays and emergencies, apparently, has <laughs> been the, uh, the go of the week this week. <laughs> if you could see us now, we're both in our pajamas with cups of hot cocoa. Yeah. We're trying to make the best of it. <laughs> it's been a rough couple of weeks for various reasons that no one really cares about besides us. So we'll, we'll spare you the details. But, hey, it was a pretty good year in comics overall. Um, and we're going to do our annual Wolverine Awards. Which is going to be short. Yeah, you know, not a whole lot of Wolverine in 2015. Of course, you know. He died. He died. <laughs> <laughs> And so we pretty much had the Wolverines weekly series, which probably doesn't deserve any awards or anything. No. And unless people think I'm hating on Charles Soule, I'm not. Remember, we gave him an award for Death of Wolverine. That's right. And I'm really digging the Star Wars stuff he's doing right now. And But Wolverines? No. No. <laughs> not great. Had a couple of shining moments, but not a lot there to, to pick from. Well, each and of course shining moment was followed up by a, oh, man. <laughs> right. Each, <laughs> never mind. Each shining each moment. Each golden turn was followed up by a shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Put that in your hot cocoa. Mm. It doesn't taste the same anymore. <laughs> All I can think of, though, is... E- you know, Family Guy. I don't remember when in their run, but, you know, Roger poops out the golden turd. Roger? Yeah, Roger the alien. American and, Dad? Oh, sorry, American Dad. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick. Things are running together. But he poops out the golden turd, and everyone fights over the golden turd. That's kind of how I feel about the Wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, of course... After that, we had Secret Wars and the various tie-ins, which were a little better. Mm. And then, of course, we have our all-new, all-different books, but, and I will will discuss with you, we can talk about this, but I kind of feel like, you know, since they didn't start till the middle of November. Um, Do they count? Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, the covers can count. Okay. The cover comes out when it comes out. I don't think there's enough story in anything to even give it, like... See, that's what I originally thought, too, but then the Secret Wars tie-ins were only five issues, and we've had three and four issues of, of these two books, so I don't know. But did those come out in December, or they come out, did the last ones <laughs> no, come out in yeah, January? they barely came out. No. Everything we're talking about on this episode came out before New Year's. 
Oh, okay. I just know you went to the comic shop so after yeah. New Year's, so I didn't know. Right. Sequentially, yeah. when they came out. Yeah. Well, so anyway, what do you want to what do you want to do first? Um, I'll let you lead the pack. There's a pack. Um, yeah, it's called Everything's Written on Your Phone. <laughs> and I don't have my glasses on to read it. There's not much here. Um, okay, so really kind of the best book of the year, I, I think, with, kind of goes without saying, if you don't count the brand new books, which I think we're probably not going to, as, as far as content. Yeah, I don't think we should count content yet. Well, we'll I think those guys will have a good chance to shine next year. Yeah. Or I guess now this year. But um, yeah, so really the only consistently pretty good book was Old Man Logan. Yes, I will so, agree to that. So we'll just award that whole creative team the win. <laughs> the movie for everything. Done. Done. And Done. that's our Wolvies for 2015. <laughs> no, okay, so um, let's start with Best Snacked. Snacked or Snicked? Snacked. Best snacked. Oh, I'd like a snack. <laughs> this is going to be a terrible episode. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> this is what happens when you have a pregnant co-host that's sick. <laughs> and a host who's sick and exhausted. <laughs> we, we We're delirious, one but also team. flatlined at the same time. Uh, go figure. We're high on cocoa and melted marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had a snack at some point this year uh-huh. in one of our Secret Wars tie-ins, but I did not write any of them down. I don't even remember one. I don't. I I feel like there's no way we went a whole year without one, but and that I can't means recall. if we did have one, it wasn't memorable. Nope, it was not. So there is no award for the 2015 snack of the year. It goes unawarded. Unawarded. For anyone to grab. Anyone at it all. It goes out to all the people who are so you sad. You know what? You know what it goes to? The best snack of the year was the end of last episode where Jack closed out. When I said, you know, hugs and snicks, everybody. And I asked him to say bye. He said, snack. Yes. <laughs> when the episode was over, the claws were coming in. So Jack Chambers gets snack of the year for 2015. The prestigious Wolvie. Yes, and um, Jack will will mail you that Wolvie. Just don't be looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any real awards over here. Not yet. We're working on it. All right. Well, that leads us to best snicked, of which we have several good options actually. Um, the first one is going to be an Old Man Logan number one, and that is. The Claws versus Shotgun Snicked. Ooh, that is a good one. Where it's two panels kind of inverted color-wise. Both of the sound effect, kind of the ch-clack of the shotgun, him racking the gun. And then Wolverine like, oh yeah? Snicked. Yep, that is a good one. That's a really good one. Um, The other one is from Old Man Logan number three. We have a couple of options in here. We kind of have a repeat of the same motif where we have... A, a red snicked versus the blue fizz of the Iron Thor hammer. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. We also have the one where we have the big snicked in the rain, which looks almost like a, a Frank Miller panel um, of Wolverine tackling the Thor out of the sky, and there's a big snicked in the red sky. Yep. It's visually stunning, and it looked great. 
So those are two from Old Man Logan number three. All these, of course, are by uh, Bendis and Sorrentino. We also have one. I think it's kind of back to the first motif. Oh, no, sorry. We have our surround sound snicked, which is a bright red panel and a snicked with the SN on one side of the hand and the ICT on the other side of the hand. That is a nice one, a too. great panel. Um, and then, the, of course, the other one that is newer is from all new Wolverine number one, the Legacy Snicked, where we have the flashback or Laura's dream sequence, depending on how you read it. And we have Logan and Laura Snicked at the same time, which that's all anybody in life wants, right? Is simultaneous Snicked. Sure. <laughs> I thought that's how it works. <laughs> Yeah. So, any thoughts? Any any favorites? My personal favorite is the Snicked in the Rain. The Snicked in the Rain. Okay. I think my the one that I was most excited about story-wise was the Legacy Snicked from All New Wolverine number one. Okay. But I think the most badass Snicked would either be the one in the rain or the first one of our sound effect Snicks. You know, the one that started it, which would be the shotgun versus the claws. Just because I like the attitude behind it. Like, like the Snicked in the Rain looks cooler. Like that's probably the coolest looking, the most epic Snicked. Right. But I like the attitude of, like, you know, the guy racking the shotgun and Wolverine's like, well, here, here's my shotgun. Right. And let's see who wins. I feel like it just really represents Wolverine the most. So which one, which one do you want to go with? Hang on, I was trying to, like, I'm having temporary difficulties. Oh, you turned my volume down. And the movie for Snicked of the Year 2015 goes to... The Shotgun Snicked. The Claws versus Gun Snicked from Old Man Logan number one by Brian Michael Bendis, Andrea Sorrentino, and Marcello Maiolo. Congratulations, guys. I'm sure you're listening. Great work. <laughs> Have some hot cocoa with mini marshmallows. Yes. Mini like small or mini as in a lot? Well, these were small until they hit the hot cocoa, and then they kind of plumped up a little bit. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's a genetic thing. All right. Well, so next up, how about we do uh, the 2015 Wolverine for Best Wolverine Letterer? Oh, that's easy. Uh, can we get a woohoo? Woohoo! For his work on Old Man Logan and several other things, we're going to give it to uh, Corey Pettit. Woohoo! Yay! Yay, Corey Pettit. I All hope right. Corey Pettit listens to this and, and gets a giggle every time I say woohoo. <laughs> so, um, next up, how about we do best colorist? So 2015 Ooh. Wolverine for the best Wolverine colorist. I'm going to throw out two kind of options. Obviously, okay. the series we're going to talk about the most this little segment is going to be Old Man Logan. And I thought Marcello Maiolo did a fantastic job on that book. I agree. And while the series was not great, I also thought the colors in Extinction Agenda were really good. And those were by Nolan Woodard. Kind of a subdued but bright, just a nice just a nice job of doing comic book coloring. But I'm going to have to go with just kind of the raw emotion. And the 2015 Wolverine for Best Wolverine Colorist goes to... Marcello... 
Marcello Maiolo for his work on Old Man Logan. All right, so normally we would do Best Inker, but I'm going to combine it uh, because, uh, spoilers, the guy's going to get it did both. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say Best Art, uh, Best Artist. 2015 will be for Best Artist this year. The obvious choice is uh, Andrea Sorrentino on Old Man Logan. Um, I also thought uh, Carmine DiGiomenico did a great job on Extinction Agenda. And um, Norton did a good job with the art on a Years of Future Past. But again, I just got to go with the raw, emotional, whatever. So the 2015 Wolvie for Best Wolverine Artist goes to... Andrea Sorrentino for Old Man Logan. All right, next up we have Best Wolverine Writer. Uh, 2015 Wolverine Award will not be going to Charles Soule. He will not d- repeat, unfortunately. Maybe, uh, maybe next year he can do something. Yeah. That pretty much leaves us with some lackluster X-Men Secret Wars tie-ins. The one that had the most good issues was Old Man Logan. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> so we're kind of, by default, give the 2000... Well, and also, you know, Bendis did some good stuff before all new X-Men closed out. Yeah, some. Yeah. So the 2015... Half-hearted Wolverine for Best Wolverine Writer goes to Brian Michael Bendis. Woohoo! Good job, Bendis. That's right. All right. So finally, the big award, <laughs> the award show that is feeling more and more like we're never going to do this again. <laughs> I feel like this is terrible podcasting. No, if anyone we really just re- had. A bad year. Yeah, there wasn't much to talk about. But if anybody really loves this and wants to, you know, keep it around, let me know. I'm going to need some vocal support and validation. I just think we're both sick and we're both (laughs) trying really hard. And it's... All right. Anyway. So let's talk about the best cover. The Wolverine for the 2015 Best Wolverine Cover. I think the most emotional cover was to Wolverine's number 11 by Chris Anka. That was the one where X-23 at the time was um, sitting kind of Indian style on the bed. And she had the Wolverine's X-Force uniform laid out on the bed. Yeah, that was a nice cover. Very striking colors, lots of good shadow. And while we may be excluding the content of all new Wolverine, those covers came out for the end of the year and everything counts. And honestly, any of the three covers to all new Wolverine so far could could be nominated. We had the first one with her making the claws into a W and the close up on the face. Yeah. We had number two with her in the sewer, Wolverine in the sewer. And then the third one, which we'll talk about this episode as well, is a great like kind of faded white background and Wolverine just jumping between like two uh, armored vehicles, uh, ATVs, I guess. It looks amazing. Yeah. So, but I, I think I'm kind of torn between the emotional aspect of Wolverine's number 11. It's probably the most meaningful cover to me this year, but I think the best cover and just most striking, we have to go to Bengal for all new Wolverine number one. That's the one with the W. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that sets the tone. 
for that book in that cover. Yeah, it was just, it was great. It was exciting and made me excited for a series that's been very good so far. And so the 2015 Wolverine for Best Wolverine Cover goes to, as we already said it, no, no need a drum roll. Oh. That's okay. Anyway, it goes to Bing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Why is it still going? Infinite drum rolls. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it goes to Bengal or Bengal or Bengal. I don't, I don't know how you say it, but he had he had a great cover for all new Wolverine number one, and that is our 2015 Wolvies. Wah, wah. <laughs> Least favorite part of the podcast. Just hit fast forward and move on. Yeah, or maybe the tone of the podcast is just like this. It's not going to get any better. Hmm. I hope so. But speaking of all new Wolverine. First up, we're going to talk about all-new Wolverine number three. This is written by Tom Taylor, with art by David Lopez and David Navarro, colors by Nathan Fairbairn, letters by VC's Corey Pettit, and production design by Manny Medeiros, and the cover is by Bingle. And we already kind of talked about it. But on this cover, we have a kind of a fade-to-white background some uh, military-industrial complex, and we have Wolverine jumping between three different armored ATVs, and just there's, I really like like the shell casings from the guns, kind of in the bottom of the of the the cover, and then kind of wrapping around the side, and Wolverine just in the middle of the air, claws out, getting chased by a rocket. Um, she's just ready to do business, and I think this is a fantastic cover. I agree. So in this book, remember, remember we left off? Wolverine had found her clones in the sewer, and they were shot by Taskmaster. And Taskmaster shows up, and he's kind of reporting in, and uh, Wolverine's kind of frozen, I guess, in disbelief, maybe? Well, I think she was shocked that Skeletor... Came to visit her. <laughs> I'll get you, He-Man! <laughs> yeah, and the Taskmaster probably talks like that. Yeah. And we see her almost kind of shaking. And uh, then Taskmaster gets a scared look on his face, and we get a snicked. And we see Taskmaster between the two claws. Pretty great. And we see Laura's face go all orangey and reddy with red eyes and a snarl. That's a pretty sweet panel. It is. It it's very um, invokes a sense of berserker. Yeah, a little bit, definitely. So she attacks Taskmaster, and the T Man kind of spouts his uh, repertoire that he is able to mimic any fighting he sees and counterattack anything. That's his power, and he's like, "You can't beat me. Anything you can do, I can do better." Well, he's a dumbass because he should know that anytime you monologue, you're about to get it. <laughs> well, he's actually kind of handing it to him, to Wolverine at first. And um, she kicks him and he's like, ugh. And he blocks it. And I love this. So he, he, he blocks the kick, grabs her foot. And he's all bragging about how, almost like lackadaisical. Like he's really, like he's moving in slow motion. Just kind of like, eh, okay, block, block, whatever. And he grabs her foot and he's running his mouth. Then you turn the page and you see a snicked. And you see the, to- the foot clog go through his hand. Well, and what's funny is 
in the page before that, when he grabs her foot, I was like, you dumbass. Because <laughs> I knew what was coming, but I kind of enjoyed it. Like, right. even though I knew what was coming, it was like, yeah, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> I love, so we get the panel of him like, I can, ah! and he screams in the next panel. And then just really gruesome, Wolverine just pulls her foot out of his hand. Slices right through those fingers. Then we get some awesome panels of Wolverine just kicking butt. I love, and I don't know why I never thought about this. And so Wolverine rips off the T-Man's mask, his Skeletor mask. And underneath he has some nice guy liner and lots of eye black around his eyes. Is it a guy or a girl? It's a, it's a dude, but he looks like he's in a goth band, which I thought was funny. I really like the close-up of the claws up to his wide open eyeballs. Are you sure? Because I'm, maybe I misunderstood it. Later in the book, they refer to she. Like, she could have been a pianist. They're talking about the guards at that point. Um. I mean, unless they made a change, he's historically a man. But she knocks him out. She's mad. And we get a, that was so badass, off panel. And it was. Turns out, uh, all the clones are okay. They had body armor. I thought some of them got shot in the head, but I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the clones decide they're going to kill the the T-Man and the survivors. And Wolverine's like, no, no more killing. And the clones are like, well, they tried to kill us. And Wolverine's like, I know, I know, but no. <laughs> and, she, and she goes into the thing. She goes, they could have a kid at home. That woman, you know, that guard could have a kid. She can play the piano. And, or no, no, she can have a kid. And so then uh, Bologna, or Bologna, uh, <laughs> argues that, um, hey, wait a second, where do, you, where do you draw the line then? You don't want to kill him, but you destroyed that guy's hand. Maybe he's a piano player. And then uh, we hear why they're arguing about the ethics of, of mortally <laughs> wounding people and destroying their musical careers. We get two gunshots off panel, and um, one of the clones has shot Taskmaster in the knees. Right, fine, he's not dead, but he's not going to follow us. <laughs> he's going to have to crawl. I actually kind of like that mentality. That, like, while you guys are arguing, I'm going to figure out the solution and just do it. Right. And I like how the youngest clone puts the fingers next to the body. So it's like, well, you know, maybe he is a piano player and he'll need these. And, you know, they, they can be reattached. It's gross. <laughs> I thought it was sweet. In a weird, gross way. <laughs> anyway, so they get in a Jeep. Not just any Jeep. No, it's like the, the tumbler from Batman Begins, almost. They're riding through town, and of course, uh, everyone knows who they are and what they're doing. The people following them, is, is not a hard trail to follow. Um, it's a bulletproof car, they say, but they're getting shot at anyway, and they're driving around town, and... Um, Wolverine realizes she's been tagged. Yeah, she's she has a, a tracker, and she cuts it out with her claw, and um, it's Captain Mooney. And then uh, they they put on their mask, get out a rocket launcher. They're gonna end it, and they shoot the cars, and the Captain Mooney comes out, guns blazing, and we I'm, see armor-piercing bullets going through the uh, the bulletproof glass. I just like to say I just recently watched an episode of Myth Bu- Mythbusters. It was probably old, but they tried to recreate the scene where a grenade launcher flips an SUV. 
busted. Really? Yes. They they could not replicate it. In fact, the only way they could replicate it was to put a hydraulic lift underneath the car <laughs> to force it to go up. But otherwise... So what did it do normally when it landed beneath the car? Uh, it actually blew a hole through the front radiator. Oh. And um, pierced, like, the engine. Okay. But it did not... And it, obviously, it blew up the car and it burned the car. But right. it, didn't flip it, it didn't flip it. In fact, it didn't even wiggle it. So I just, I saw that when I was reading and I went, ha, 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 myth busted. <laughs> That's funny. That's good to know. I really like the panel of the bullets coming through the glass. Yes. Right by Laura's eyes. And she's staring in amazement. And the bullets come in. She tries to move everybody out of the way, but um, Baloney got shot through the arm. And Wolverine's like, you may not be able to feel it, but you have holes in you. You know, that yeah. was a great line. And she says, all right, you guys get to safety. I'm taking care of these guys. I love how she says, I'll find you. And they ask how. And she goes, I just will. Yeah. And then she jumps out of the car and then through the windshield of the other car. I love this part. She looks at the driver and says, seatbelt now. He's like, what? <laughs> And that part where she jumps from the windshield where it breaks the panel, really fantastic. And it's then just um very well drawn. Yeah, all this all this action is really good. And we see her where she kicks the guy and she cut off the steering wheel. Jumps out of the car, lands, the the, the armored car crashes, she drops the steering wheel at Captain Moon's face and says, You know what? This is me taking it easy on you. Yep. Which I thought was great and very Wolverine. I, I, so, I have to say, between you and me, I love the squirrel. Oh. <laughs> like, he's jumping off the... Oh, yeah. I don't know. So, I, when they hit the tree and there's a squirrel that falls out, kind of for no reason. And But the squirrel follows Laura. That's funny. And she even talks about the squirrel Oh, yeah, and it's on the car. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, there's, there's a traveling squirrel. Yeah, and so I had to laugh because we call our kiddo in my belly our little squirrel yeah so i had to giggle <laughs> squirrel that's pretty awesome yeah so wolverine tells captain mooney this is me holding back you come after us again i will not hold back yeah great kind of just wolverine standoff and she's like and the captain mooney says we know where you live we know your friends we know your x-men we know about that boy who flies you around you can't hide from us and as she walks away with with the squirrel with the squirrel. She says, I won't be hiding. So then we go to later, and um, the clones see the, the Wolverine showing up, and unfortunately, they've been they've been shot. Not only that, but they're dying because they're uh, decomposing. Yeah, I didn't really understand their whole... I guess their system dies quicker than... Yeah, it's not on so, a normal pace. So on, on a weird sci-fi thing that, that is called plot... Um, Whenever they were made, whenever their minds were jiggled to not have any pain, it somehow accelerated their cellular degeneration. Which is weird because they're not aging. They're not getting older. They're just almost almost like they're falling apart. Yeah, that didn't make sense to yeah. me. But, I mean, it, it gives good gravitas to the characters, I guess. And that's, that's why they escaped. Right. And they realized what was happening to them. And they say, yeah, you know, we did escape because we hated Alchemax, but we didn't burn them down. And that's our story, and we're sticking to it. But they'll pay for what they did. Wolverine's like, revenge is such a waste of time. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. 
And um, she says, you know what? How about instead of getting revenge, we we try to save y'all. Right. Instead of avenging your deaths, which haven't happened yet, like instead of avenging the fact that you're going to die, why don't we see if we can actually fix you? Right. And uh, they go to uh, Dr. Strange's house. And Dr. Strange is there, uh, no longer in his magic pajamas. He now has boots. Oh. Yeah. All new, all different boots on Dr. Strange. I did think this line was slightly corny. Between oh, Strange and Wolverine. Yeah. So she goes, I don't need the Strange. We only need the Doctor. And then the, the tagline, next, the Doctor will see you now. All cheesy. A little bit. A little bit. And Doctor Strange is admittedly, historically not my favorite character. Though I will say, been really, really digging the new book by Aaron and Bacallo. So hopefully we'll get some of that Doctor Strange in here. Obviously, it looks like he's going to be a integral part of next issue so we'll see how that goes but before we talk about too much do you have some comments that were tweeted to us Ooh, i like comments that are tweeted yeah, to me us too so fame at really famous sent us a couple of comments about all new wolverine number three okay let's hear it yep so she starts off saying she loves how they push the limits of her morals action-packed forcing her to make quick decisions I agree. Like she doesn't have time yeah. to think through stuff, and the kind of the thing she wants to be doesn't always get to. Like she wants to not hurt anybody, but people are getting shot at. She's got to hurt people. Like she right. has to. She has to take action, and maybe does some things she doesn't want to do. Given her druthers, probably wouldn't cut off anybody's fingers. Right. Doesn't really like doing it. It seems like maybe enjoys the slicing and dicing a little less than her predecessor. You know, I think Wolverine kind of had fun cutting people. Like the right people. I feel like right. even the bad guys, Laura, as Wolverine, would rather not eviscerate. Right. You know, she would rather find another way, but at the same time, she is a weapon and she has to protect people and make decisions. So I, I agree. Yeah, it's very good insight, fame, into to what's going on in this issue. Also, um, she says she seems to jump, slice, and punch right through those panels. Which we kind of hit it at that, yeah. I agree. I thought the, and uh, Andrew also said, he didn't write in or anything, he just told me at work. He goes, did you read all new Wolverine number three yet? It's like she's, the action in that book is amazing. It's like she's jumping through all the pages. It's like and, you need some 3D glasses to go with it. <laughs> so I agree with both Andrew and Fame. And um, I, I think the action in this book is very well drawn. I thought the art was really good in this issue. What did you think of the art overall? I, I liked it. I wasn't in love with certain panels, but I liked it overall. Liked there were some panels that I thought were amazing, and then there were others that I was just kind of like, eh, this is kind of lackluster, but it got the point across. No, I really like how Lopez's and Navarrete's storytelling in this book so far, and I thought this was another really good issue. Yeah, the act, the, the fighting and the action, the driving around, all that stuff is, is, is really good. I'm not always the biggest fan of kind of the the bright red blood. Yeah, I know. Like, and especially when the other other colors are kind of muted, and you have kind of this, I don't know. I, I'm more, I, I like subtle blood more, usually. But, you know, they they decided to go with the bright, goopy blood, and that, that's fine, I guess. Um. Yeah, I agree, especially in the scene where she's jumping out of the car and into the other car and, and taking out the steering wheel. That, those whole pages right there are really, really just kinetic and amazing. 
thought the story moved along pretty good. What did you think of the, of the story? I enjoyed it. I think it was intriguing, and I think Laura's trying to find herself in helping these girls. Right. And this twist of their dying, I think, is going to be a huge catalyst for something that Laura's going to figure out about herself. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see if these these clones stick around and kind of become like a supporting cast for this book, or if something bad happens to them at the end of the first arc that propels Wolverine forward. I think either one would be fine. I, I am curious to see what, which one they decide to do. Um, yeah. Or, you know, maybe neither. Maybe they just run off somewhere and we don't see them again for a long time. I don't know. Uh, I would be interested in kind of, I don't know exactly what role they would play in the supporting cast. And we don't need like a, a Wolverine support system, like in a Wolverine cave or anything. But it would be interesting to, to see what uh, Taylor can do with them if they if he decided to have them stick around. I enjoyed fighting the Taskmaster. If nothing else, just, just that whole smug where he's like, ah. Oh, blocked it and then <laughs> didn't think about the foot claw didn't know about the foot claw was just a great moment and then just the way he gets schooled after that was just really cool all right well when do you want to grade all new wolverine number three i'm gonna give it four out of six okay i'm gonna go a little higher i'm gonna give all new wolverine number three five out of six claws okay still really digging this book still really excited about where it's going and uh thank you fame for your comments um we appreciate it as always, anybody can feel free to uh, send comments about what we're recording, and uh, we will gladly read them on the show. Yep. So, oh, and just another shout out. Of course, I said her, her Twitter is at Really Famous. I should mention that the, the three or the E in Really is a three. So it's R3 Ally Famous. And just, I, I mentioned her before. She's the one that sent me some really uh, kick ass Wolverine art in the past and so just again thanks thanks all right and last but not least we have a little x marks the spot with extraordinary x-men featuring old man logan this is extraordinary x-men number four uh, we won't spend no long time on this just because a the aforementioned not feeling well and b um i wrote a review for this for inner comics podcast which i also put on our facebook page so you can get some more in-depth thoughts about it there. But we will talk about it slightly. This is written by Jeff Lemire with pencils by Humberto Ramos, inks by Victor Olazaba, colors by Edgar Delgado, letters by VC Joe Caramagna, and the cover is by R- Ramos and Delgado. And on the cover we have a very sinister-looking Mr. Sinister's forehead, and reflected in his bejeweled forehead is the... Extraordinary X-Men, which I got to say, if I've ever seen this image before where like the team reflected in the little jewel on his forehead, I don't recall it. That was a nice touch and a nice idea. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, pretty cool cover. Plus, the close-up of Sinister just looks gruesome. He looks looks beastie-like. Yeah. All right, so really the gist of this is that we find out what Sinister's plan is. He's playing mad scientist again, trying to save the mutants and himself. However you want to play that. From the Terrigen Mist, and his solution is to try to uh, combine inhuman and mutant DNA. So if the Mist is saving inhumans and killing mutants, then we want to save mutants. We'll just take a little inhuman in there. Yeah. Very sinister. And of course, with a name like Sinister, we know his means are not 
all completely that nice. altruistic. Right. Um, so there's something sinister going on. We get a purple elephant boy. And anyway, the X-Men um, are able to defeat the demons, at, kick them out of their school in Inferno. I'm sorry, in Limbo. Inferno is the story. Uh, Limbo. And uh, we get a really nice page of Old Man Logan slicing up some demons. Looks great. It does look great. Um, then they, they win, and they decide they're going to try to track down Nightcrawler. Wolverine says, or Old Man Logan says, it's been a while, I need a scent. It's been a while since I smelled Nightcrawler's tail. It has been a while since I popped my claws. Whatever. Um, so uh, Ford is like, well, it just so happens we have a piece of Nightcrawler right here. Gross. Dangles Smell it. his butt. Yes. Or at least what's close to his butt. Yeah. And um, so Wolverine, or Old Man Logan, gets his track on and then finds Sinister's aware in a great panel while Sinister's monologuing. We get a snick from behind and three little claws punching or slicing through Sinister's chest. It's awesome. Yeah, great panel. So more fighty fight. Um, and then the big reveal of this issue. Sinister has, has, has not had a, a great success rate with his inhuman mutant hybrid, but he has had one success. And it's Cyclops. Dun, dun, The presumed dun. dead Cyclops. All right. And he's half. Something. Yeah. Which, lots of theories about this. I mean, everything else in this issue just kind of leads up to that last page. And the issue kind of feels like it's about that last page. Yeah. So what, what do we think of that last page? What do we think of, of Cyclops coming back? So let me Maybe. get this straight. Sinister took inhuman DNA, somehow blended it into Cyclops, and uh-huh. then threw him through some Terrigen mist. Right? Am I following that yeah. right? Now Cyclops is alive. So here's my question. Okay. If he was so blended in his DNA, why is he like half one side, half the other? Why is he two-faced? Yes. Um, well, I have a couple of different theories about this. First of all, it could just be his, his inhuman transformation manifesting itself. Okay. So, I mean, whenever, you know, the Terrigen... Uh, reacts with inhuman DNA different with every person, right? The DNA didn't make it all the way through his body. Yeah, or maybe, I mean, he just got half an arm. The other, my other kind of theory, this visually looks a lot like the techno-organic virus that was infecting Cyclops' son, Nathan, which, of course, came back from the future as Cable. Uh, you said virus. (laughs) Yeah. This is an old, old thing. So it could be that Sinister found a strain of the the techno-organic virus as kind of the way to make the DNAs combine or to keep them in check. Like, maybe that was a missing ingredient to make his experiment a success. This could just be lizard scales. (laughs) You know, but I'm just, I'm saying, if that's what it is... Simple as always easy yeah but if it's a techno organic thing kind of like his son cable uh, it can be interesting maybe, maybe Ooh, can we put disco balls in front of his eyes so yeah. while he's techno <laughs> yeah then we can put filters so you can get red and green and purple yeah. and yellow and yeah i mean he's all red but whatever we'll just put little filters in front of his glasses okay. so like you right. know as that shines the off the disco ball there you go. So uh, another couple of things, and I talked 
about this. His re- own DJ. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. So there's several kind of different options. First of all, I just want to throw out there that remember Mr. Senator's specialty is cloning. Yes. So it could be this isn't actually Cyclops, but a clone. That's an interesting theory, but I don't know if I I don't right. I don't think it is. I'm just throwing it out there that that's a possibility. I will say my big <laughs> and uh, our friend Chandler on Twitter um at I think he's still at Pray for Chandler. Anyway, uh, he he said that this was a new Fifty Two reveal, <laughs> which I agree with. Kind of uh, let's just be dark and gritty and shocking for dark and gritty shocking sake. It does kind of have that feel to it. And, of course, Lemire is a, a veteran of the New 52. But I think there's another couple of ways this could go. Obviously, the next issue they're going to fight. Obviously. But, and, and, and kind of the other major complaint I have is we haven't even seen how he died yet, and he's already back. Yes, and we don't know if come the next issue, is he like, is he zombie-esque? Right, or is he full Cyclops and right. full faculty? Right. Um, I don't know. Or does Strange control him like you sinister. know a puppet? Uh, sorry, a sinister control him like a puppet? Yeah, I don't know. I will say the one silver lining to this is that we have this big like inhuman mutant conflict that's been hinted at. We haven't really seen yet. Now Cyclops, if this is really Cyclops and it's really what Sinister says he is, right. Is a mutant and human hybrid, so he's both now. Right. So could he be the person that, even though he kind of apparently did one of the most worst things of the conflict, could he in the end be the person that resolves it? And that yeah. would be interesting. And and not only that, but it would give Cyclops some much needed redemption after Bendis put him through the ringer. <laughs> eh, he needed to go through the ringer. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I'm not excited about it but i don't hate it yet i could hate it later it just depends on what lemire does with it i'm middle of the road i'm yeah, kind I of like too. show me what's next before i make up my mind right, very if uncontroversial if he's a zombie i don't know then i think i don't it's think stupid. he'll be a zombie but if he's a sinister's puppet well then <laughs> that's almost as bad as him being a zombie right like i i think how i feel about this will depend on the next issue. I'm going to say it'll probably depend on the next five or six issues. Yeah. We'll just kind of see where it goes. But overall, I thought the art was kind of back up to the first issue standards overall. Um, The colors are really nice, especially in the first dream sequence. Oh, yeah. I was drooling over that. I was like, is it pencil? It did look like there was no ink during part of it, at least. And almost kind of a watercolory color job. Yes. Oh, it was looked, gorgeous. It looked really great. Yeah, that's probably the visual highlight of the issue. And that panel of Old Man Logan looked really, really good. Um, so I, th- I thought the art was, was kind of back up to Ramos's A-game for the most part. And I thought the story was pretty good. I feel like the reveal aside, I mean, because that's going to be what it's going to be, and we don't really know yet. Right. But I thought the idea of Sinister, like, playing a mad scientist, like, that's what he's best at. He's kind of being crazy, doing these experiments, like, combining the, the DNAs and all that. Like, that felt like Mr. Sinister to me. So I enjoyed that. The, the, the fighting in Limbo kind of left over from last issue, didn't really care about. And, of course, they fought the, the new Marauders in the sewer, and that, and that was fine. 
I don't know. When are you going to give Extraordinary X-Men number four? I'm going to give it four out of six. I I would give it higher, but I'm on the fence about what what's coming next. So I'm very, mm, I'm, I don't know. It's making me... Hesitant? Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm kind of in between the other way. I'm kind of waffling between a three and a four. I did really like the art, so I'll, that pushes it towards a four. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with, with four out of six claws. But it, and again, my kind of main drawback is just kind of wait and see what, what Cyclops ends up being in his little speedo. Well, I will say Ramos draws him. You know, Wolverine always calls Cyclops Swim, and he, he fits that, that image in this picture. Yes. Yeah, so I guess we're both going to give Extraordinary X-Men number four, four out of six claws, which, you know, like I said, if you want to read more of my thoughts, that review is on uh, intercomicspodcast.com. Anyway, that's X marks the spot. And that's going to do our our sickly episode. We both desperately need to go to bed. Yes. Um, So next up will probably be... I don't think we'll get another flashback in yet. It'll probably be the new Uncanny X-Men number one. So if anybody has any thoughts on that after it comes out next week and you want to send any any thoughts, uh, feel free to do so. We'll talk about them. Yeah, so as usual, like the Facebook page, email us nickcast at yahoo.com. Um, Twitter is at snickcast. Show notes and stuff are snickcast.podbean.com. And that's going to do it. So until next time... Hugs and snicks. Bye. Snacked. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. I had to steal it. <laughs>